0: Now let's get out of here before Dottie and the planning committee string us up for ruining the show. You two, stop right there. (sighs) Nothing like what you two just did up here has ever
1: happened in the history of our talent show. Dottie. We are so hilarious. (laughs) That was the most hilarious act we've ever seen. Wouldn't you all agree? (laughs) Oh, yes.
2: Even an android can cry or laugh or get raving drunk off chewing gum. This is MCU (laughs) Spoiler. We're back, baby. Phase four. I don't want to do like a long introduction. I want to get right into WandaVision. Just tell us like why you started watching WandaVision. Superhero correspondent PK. Go ahead and introduce yourself
1: first. Superhero correspondent PK here recording from South Bend, Indiana. And uh, I started watching it because we were going to do a pod about it. <laughs> you
2: started watching it after I asked you like yesterday to be on the pod?
1: <laughs> no. If you've been listening to these podcasts, or this podcast, and you've been on a superhero episode, you know I'm a big Marvel fan, so it's the start of phase four, even though I thought we would have had Black Widow by now, but I'm happy to be back. Awesome.
2: Brett, how did you get into Wanda Vision? And where are you recording is, from? Yeah, this is Brett. I'm recording out of Fort Wayne,
3: Indiana. Uh, I'm like with PK, I'm a big MCU, Marvel guy. I, I don't know much about this at all, but I think we were just looking for something to watch, and I said, hey, WandaVision came
0: out, and we watched it. Corey? Hello, this is Corey, recording out of Simi Valley, California. Uh, I got into WandaVision at uh, 12.01 a.m. last week on Friday, uh, the minute it came out, because uh, Marvel, they have my money, man. I'm, I'm in for whatever they make. <laughs> They've made such good content over the years that they just got me, and uh, yeah, they could put out whatever and I'm on it, and this is one that I'm on, and this is one that I like. Um, For people who don't know, 1201 His Time is 301 Real People Time,
3: so... um, (laughs) AM, AM. Yeah, AM, so not make-believe West Coast Time.
2: This is Josh from Goshen. I'm hosting tonight's episode. We're going to cover WandaVision, episode one and two. I went from thinking this looked interesting and like the images that were reminiscent of I Love Lucy and some of the old Nick at Night stuff and just the bizarre nature of it caught my eye but then I read this tweet from Justin McElroy one of the McElroy brothers and he said I can't believe how quickly I went from semi-caring about WandaVision to being unable to stop thinking about what an exciting direction this kind of story is for the MCU and I basically went straight in and binged both episodes and started reading the old comic from 1982 after that. Which comic? So they had two releases. It's Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Um, There's a four-issue release in 82 and a 12-issue release in 85. I only have read the 82 one so far. Hopefully by the time we do the episodes three and four, I can get the rest read. But um, can we just talk about The past, because I think we all know, Corey, that Vision had the Mind Stone ripped from his head last we saw him.
0: Yes, I think some of us learned that very recently, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not
2: an MCU guy besides me reading these specific comics, so I had to go back and watch the YouTube video of Vision being killed back to back. Oh my gosh, you haven't seen Infinity War? Wait, you didn't watch
3: either of those, Josh?
2: I did see Infinity War. I have not seen Endgame yet still, but I honestly Ugh. just forgot because I was, so, I was so overwhelmed by how many characters. I had no idea who Vision was coming into this. So anyway. Just- I just got to say, just to speak
0: on that real quick, Infinity War, my favorite Marvel movie. I fucking love that movie.
1: Oh, it's Thank so fucking good.
0: You. I love seeing that gem get plucked out of Vision's fucking head. Like It's like a light bulb, <laughs> the way his head pops. Yeah, and then he also loses all of his color. Yes. I love that shit. But yeah, that is the last time we saw Vision alive and kicking anyway.
2: It's a brutal scene because basically Scarlet Witch, his wife, has to kill him herself. And then Thanos rewinds time and kills him again. We all know the old story. but mm, Crazy. We go from PK, we go from that vision, colorless, lifeless, on the ground, brain taken out, to where do we see him now in WandaVision?
1: So episode one starts off with like, a, I don't even know what year type of sitcom. This would be like the 50s yep or That's something in and 50s. you know we see them like it's it's like their newlyweds rolling into a brand new town and everything's happy and people are waving it to him driving by and they have this new house and we get some nice like visual physical comedy with him walking through the door while he's carrying her and she just slams into the door and falls down and um, one thing since you brought up the head the mind stone being ripped out of his head there's there's a line like Pretty early on in the episode, where she's in the kitchen doing stuff, and I think he hits his head on a plate, and it drops, and she's like, "There's my husband with his indestructible head." (laughs) Cue laugh (laughs) tracks. Yeah. So I think it's it's interesting. It's very different from anything we've seen so far, and I think like the older audience will appreciate like this style and aesthetic, but. It's just... I mean, it's not going to last for these... I think it's just for these two episodes, but, yeah, we're in a very different place with these two characters, and I, I think it's its cool to see.
2: We should do a spoilers video where Thanos takes the Mind Stone out of his head and we do a WandaVision laugh track to that. It's
0: so funny. <laughs> hey, this is good stuff. Brett. Yeah.
2: The Not only it do, does the camera style and the cinematography and the look... Uh, just speak to 1950s television, but also I think this first episode's plot.
3: I think we saw a lot of this the first over the first two episodes, but the first one, and I did a little research, is, you know, it's a really common 50s, 60s TV trope of your boss comes to dinner, and that's yes. just kind of like the main theme, this first one, with all these other little tropes thrown in, mm. Cy Abelman, Cy Abelman shows up with Kitty Foreman. Cy Abelman? <laughs>
2: I think if he was given enough time in this episode, he would have tried to have sex with Wanda. but Or they'd... kill
0: somebody. Classic 50s TV. <laughs> Classic. <laughs>
2: um, I think it's important to note that Wanda and Vision are trying to hide their powers seemingly from their neighbors and the townsfolk, I guess you could call them. The couple next door is named, I believe, Fred and Linda, which is very reminiscent to me of Fred and Ethel from I Love Lucy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's
0: quite right, is it?
2: Oh, I see, the
0: couple that we don't see. Yeah, we see Agnes and right. That's what that's her it, husband. Agnes. I remember she had an old 50s sounding name.
2: Yes, so they have to do the dinner with the boss thing, and we'll kind of fast forward through that plot, but I do think there's a couple key moments uh, at the table, and the camera kind of goes from I Love Lucy sitcom to, like, Hitchcock horror,
0: like that. This is like an old sitcom. It's basically *I Love Lucy* the first episode, which I think is really cool, by the way. I loved *Nick at Night* when I was a kid, and I got into all these old shows. Same, yes. And uh, I I just love seeing this shit. Like I, I seriously love it. (laughs) Um, But what we see happening is, um, you know, your old style '50s jokes, and they're trying to avoid all the social awkwardness. But the curtain starts to. I don't know, lift a little bit, like things start to break down. We can see, and we see this with the camera changes as well, but Wasai Abelman starts choking at some point. That's not really his name, by the way. He's the boss, he's Vision's (laughs) boss. But he starts choking at some point, and things like shift, like it's not supposed to be happening. I think when you're in this, you know, whatever multiverse that they're in, and you start questioning things or you don't do things appropriately for this sitcom or show, um, it breaks the barrier down and that's what we see happen there.
2: Yeah. So the barrier is broken and time kind of freezes and Wanda tells vision, save him. And so vision jumps down and uses his, like he can turn into a ghost basically. Amazing. So he turns, his, he turns his hand into, <laughs> he turns his hand into a ghost hand, reaches into size throat, grabs the piece of meat or bacon or whatever. Um, Oh, that was going to be my starting question for tonight. What's your favorite uh, dish to have breakfast for dinner? Because I have breakfast for dinner. But PK, just round us out here then for the episode, because not only does it start to break down here, but there's like a pan out from a TV. We look like we're in a surveillance van or something, and then we get like, after a whole black and white show, these really vivid credits. What does that all mean, man?
1: I'm pretty sure this is like, not necessarily a different universe or a multiverse. I think it's like almost like a dream sequence that Wanda slash Scarlet Witch is in some somewhere, somehow. And I think the part of him choking is like, I watched a video before this and they were kind of saying he might be like a doctor or something like who's trying to get answers out of her. And it's like, whenever she gets uncomfortable or something, it's like, almost like subconsciously she she started choking him because he was getting like very like demandful about wanting to know where they came from and their story and as soon as he like slacked the table down started getting mad he started choking and then it took her a while to be like all right vision you can save him so i think a lot of this is happening in her head i'm gonna be a little
2: disappointed though if like in episode eight or nine we get the reveal that like wanda's been in a straight jacket in a mental hospital the whole time. <laughs> that'd not be not a little kind of what i'm thinking no no cory mm. nah
1: i also there was a uh one of the ads apparently instead of saying streaming january something the guy literally says new new series dreaming on disney plus mm. so that's like a potential clue too yeah go ahead josh i didn't sorry no no that
2: was it actually you were still kind of finishing us out with like the surveillance van and whatnot
1: yeah they they sit down on the couch and have the classic like 50 sitcom ending it kind of slowly pans out it starts the credits and it's like you're watching a real show then it it jumps into like the full screen aspect ratio and then yeah like you said it yeah it zooms in you're in like a surveillance van and we see uh a sword logo on one of the screens, which is apparently like a space version of Shield. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're being watched by somebody. I think Space Force. They have her in some some type of facility or something, and they're like watching what's going on in her mind. So i I literally have no idea. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking, but it could literally be anything at this so point. She is
2: in a straight jacket. <laughs> I don't want her to be. Nah. <laughs> I don't think
0: they'll do that. It's a little too easy. I,
2: f- I feel like she should be like too powerful for that. Like she could dream and also be kicking people's ass in the real world. Maybe. So I mean, her powers are reality bending powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not in the MCU though, really. I mean, like she's
3: super depowered in the MCU. But compared to what she is in the comics.
0: Hey, we're in a new
1: phase.
2: She
0: did get her powers from the Reality Stone, I believe. So it can she can grow into that. I think. Okay, I can handle that.
2: There's a really telling moment in this first episode, and then we'll move on to the second one, where they're like, hey, we don't have wedding rings, and Vision's just like, hey, make us some. And it's almost like Vision and Wanda are making up their past as they go, too. Today could
1: be our anniversary. Of what? Surviving our first dinner party? Precisely. And our song could be? Yakety yak, naturally. Naturally. And the rings?
0: Well, couldn't you make some for us?
2: I do. Do you? Yes, I do. And they lived happily ever after. Let's move on to episode two. The newly married couple has to enter a talent show. Again, we see a lot of the same old townsfolk and I love to see those people. I like they add a lot of joy <laughs> I feel like to these episodes. Yeah. But Kylo, what's where does Wanda go? She goes to like this Mothers Club.
0: I believe the intention is that it's moved up to the 60s in the next one. Early 60s. And it's kind of become Bewitched because it has the Bewitched style intro, you know, the oh, animated. Oh, so cool. Which yeah, is yeah. awesome. And again, I I love this shit. So like Seeing that was like pretty exciting for me. The fact that they like put the time and the care into making the intro that way, just probably for this one episode. In fact, almost certainly, because I think it's going to go up through the decades as we go. But what Wanda's doing is she's having her like little weird 60s like social engagement with like the whatever head mom in the town while Vision's over there trying to like fit in with human beings and being pretty awkward about it.
2: There's like another moment where Wanda almost uh, wakes up from her dream or reality is kind of bent again.
0: Yeah. I don't remember what kicks it off but things start to like shake up a little bit in that scenario as well and we get a little bit of the the Pleasantville, where we start to see like colors coming through in this black and white TV show starting with I forget that woman's name but starting with her blood. Well not starting with but we see her bleed.
2: Yeah, like a helicopter toy fell in their bush, and it was like the Stark, Stark Copter.
1: Yeah. Oh, was it? I didn't notice that. I I think so. I think that one even had one of those sword logos on it, too. Okay. Oh,
2: okay. Brett, I wanted to toss it to you for the vision side of this episode, the old boys club, and we also see a little bit of vision at his job, and I think he has the same job as Chandler Bing, right?
3: Yeah. he's He's a transponster, I think. Um, for all the Friends fans if you don't you know, watch Friends and you don't get that joke <laughs> um, yeah he's like super awesome at it but he does like has no idea what he does that's the difference between him and Chandler Chandler knows what he does just nobody else does <laughs> so he's just really good at it he doesn't even know what they do or what they make but yeah that's more in the first episode but in the second one actually I had a question for the group um, we were talking about TV tropes earlier and One thing I thought was really cool is another little trope is they're sitting in single beds because, you know, as everyone knows, (laughs) even married couples like, like Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball, who were married in real life, they could not share a bed together on TV. And I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know when it changed. 70s, maybe. But I really liked how they started that. And then, like, they're like, wait, this is dumb. And then they move their beds together. I'm trying to think if there's any other things like that in the first two episodes where they, they kind of go through uh, a sign of the times and changes. Like, in
2: the second episode, the yeah. she's wearing pants at that Mother's Against Drunk Driving Club and everyone else is wearing a skirt.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, I like that. But, yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know why, other than for comedic effect, why they're both so scaredy cats in that scene. Is that just for, for funsies or what? I mean, like. Like I think it's just to, to
0: emulate this kind of TV show at the time. Like okay. that's, I think that's how they would write that.
3: But anyway, so he's scared and he kind of like walks, kind of forces himself into a uh, neighborhood watch type deal. And, you know, yes. none of them know him, but he's got all these great ideas and they kind of just talk about stupid stuff. And then what I think is the funniest part of either two episodes, the whole storyline of him eating the gum. I thought him like drunk vision type was like super hilarious. I thought it was going to be super awkward, but that scene with the magic show was
0: like my favorite five minutes of the whole series so far. He Um, really reminded me of drop dead Fred during that whole like time. Like he was looking like him. He was doing mannerisms. Like Rick mail's the guy. He just reminded me of Rick mail. Anyway.
2: I, I love that you say all that Brett, because I actually have in my notes to linger on this section After the old boys meeting, um, I don't know if it's supposed to be symbolic of, like, the way a 60s TV show might use drugs metaphorically, but Vision eats gum, and they have a really cool animation where it shows (laughs) it it gumming up the works, and he gets effectively, like, drunk from gum. It's very stereotypical, like, drunk-slash-maybe-cocaine type of behavior. Yeah and it's just in time for the talent show i was very excited brett even from the start when like that witchy woman that heads up that mother's club is like introducing them i was just pumped for this scene to unfold
3: see i was full of nerves but that's just how i am that's why i was so pumped that's why i liked it so much is because it was so funny to me and so well done i was like oh
2: every little gag i don't know could deserve a shout out what did you guys like in here
1: well, it's just funny because, like, you know, they have this whole act planned out, and it's like some just gonna be kind of like a simple magic show, and then all of a sudden, drunk vision comes in, doesn't give a fuck, and he's just showing off all his powers. He just starts <laughs> floating and flying, and they're all like, all their faces just change, and me, they're like, what? And then just her scrambling around trying to figure out a way to like make yeah. it realistic and like a trick is is fantastic. The piano part was awesome where she just turned it into like a thing of cardboard and like, whoops, or something like that. Like, that
3: little throwaway line where like, that was my grandmother's piano. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Amazing.
1: There's
2: great throwaway lines like that. There's one trick that he does where he just go, he goes ahead and turns into a ghost like he can do and he passes his hat right through his stomach <laughs> yeah. and the way that Scarlet Witch covers up for it is by revealing that behind this curtain there's a bunch of mirrors and, like, there's a throwaway line from one of the townsfolk that's like, I didn't know mirrors worked like that. <laughs> that's really funny.
0: Corey, you don't like comedy. What did you think of this scene? Oh, I love this shit, dude. <laughs> okay. I'm in for it. I love everything about these
1: two episodes. He's in. You're uh, right.
0: But my favorite part of the magic show is definitely Wanda's outfit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She,
1: she is freaking gorgeous, even in black and white.
0: Even yeah. in black and white. <laughs> like she's, like,
3: she's like 18 years younger or
0: something like that than Paul Bettany. Oh, really?
3: Oh, yeah. She's, she's younger than you, me. He's in his late 40s. She's like 31.
2: She's just so gorgeous. And her legs look so huge, like long, <laughs> when she's like in yeah. the magician's talent show. Um, her performance, I just think, is really good. Um, oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of good performances in here. But that kind of rounds out episode two. They get out of the talent show not only unscathed, but they win the award for like being most hilarious or something like that. PK, fill you fill this in on episode one ending. Fill us in on the bizarre ending in episode two, please.
1: Yeah, they get home and it's kinda like wrapping up like the the first episode and they sit down on the couch and which I don't know if it's a different house, but it might be kinda like Brett or uh cory said it's like a different decade so the house is like set up differently
0: it does appear to be a different set
1: she makes uh, some type of comment about they need popcorn or something and all of a sudden she gets up and she's pregnant and like it comes kind of throws it back to where they had their little fun under the covers at the beginning of the episode and yeah then they they hear like the same noise that like bashed on their window from the beginning and they walk outside and a manhole cover comes off and this dude in like a beekeeping outfit with bees flying around him. It's Pennywise climbs out. <laughs> Pennywise, the beekeeper, uh, <laughs> he comes out and he even has He's got a sword. He does have the sword on his back and they give it. it's almost like a really creepy shot of him, like looking right at the camera, but you can't see his face. It's all covered in shadows. And it's just like, it just adds to the mystery of like, who could that be? Or even if it's like, not, the character they think it is it's like who is that supposed to represent and stuff like that and and then she says no kind of like the first episode where she tells vision to save the boss she says no and everything rewinds back to where they're on the couch and she's like basically that's why i kind of think it's she has somewhat of a control over the place with her subconscious it's like whenever she gets uncomfortable it's like everything changes yeah and then they kiss and everything turns into color and I think that's where kind of Cory said the decades gonna change for the next episode and everything it'll be like this like 70s or late 60s and everything's gonna be in color
0: no more bees
2: that whole scene kind of revolves around this moment where she becomes pregnant kind of instantly does it disturb you at all when she like looks at vision in his eyes and is like is this real and he's like yes this is definitely real No.
1: Vision, is this really happening? Yes, my love. It's really happening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is a little bit eerie because we the audience know that it's not real in the strictest sense of the word like it might be her changing reality but it's not their you know prime continuity he dead without knowing anything about uh where this is going
3: i'm kind of like it's it seems to me like like they're almost like torturing her but she's so powerful that in her they're like attacking her subconscious maybe that she's uh escaped into and they keep trying to penetrate it but she just keeps making like her idyllic yeah happiness of what her life is and that's where like the red thing comes from from stark and i don't know if you remember the watch was uh, had a hydra symbol on yeah. it mm-hmm. Who's doing this to you, Wanda?
1: Wanda. yeah i'm glad you i wanted to talk about those commercials i'm glad you brought that up
3: so it's almost just kind of like a supernatural thing to me uh again it's probably way off it's just kind of how i'm thinking in my head it's like kind of like mental attacks on her and she's fighting them off with her what her idea of what an ideal life would be so
1: i read somewhere that, that the commercials are kind of a representation of like her traumatic past and like traumatic events that have happened to her because like the stark industries commercial the toaster yeah. in episode 1 is like of it's supposed apparently <laughs> supposed to represent like the bomb that killed her family mm-hmm. like that cuz the first time you see the toast pop up it's like burnt like immediately that's like kind of what happened to her parents and then the second one with the stark industries thing first off when they push it down it makes like the iron man like yeah charge up sound and then it like it has like a like beeping kind of like a bomb and apparently you know like there was a stark industries bomb that landed like right in front of her and her brother that like never detonated so they just like stared at it for a while and i think in episode two, the Strucker watch with the Hydra logo. Apparently, Strucker is like the name of one of the like Hydra agents that I think tortured her and her brother when they were young. Oh, I, it kind of makes sense. So I'm I'm as, I'm curious to see what type of like things they do in the following episodes if they continue to do these commercials and see if they continue to like add different clues and context to kind of what's going on with her.
0: I want to say a couple things. In the second episode, when Vision has the gum, when he's you know, and it's in his like stomach, and you see those <laughs> yeah. mechanical drawings of it in there, I love that. Like that's it's just so cool to see these throwbacks. Um, but also, I when watching this show, I can't help but like link it in my mind with um, what was the name of that Marvel event, um, House of M. Which was a very famous storyline they did in Marvel, where uh, she basically took everyone in the Marvel universe and created an alternate reality. Like, she was that powerful.
1: Yeah, there was uh, apparently an M, like a big M on uh, one of the wine bottles, I think from episode one. Wow. That could be a link.
0: I mean, the big question among the fandom is how is Marvel going to bring mutants into the fold? And if you know House of M, you know that. She basically eliminates most mutants in that storyline with the famous No More Mutants line. I think somehow this might end up being the opposite of that. Instead of No More Mutants, like, I don't know, just mutants or something like that, something to bring them in instead of take them out.
2: Can I tell you a tidbit I picked up from the 82 comic? Go ahead. Well, it's revealed that Wanda's father is Magneto. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I knew that. Is that an easy way to bring in the X-Men and that universe? Well, That's
1: why I, I kind of just said it's like it could be like her kids, you know, that like they could be a new wave of mutants when like now that she's pregnant.
2: But here's another thing that I thought was really weird that I learned from the old comics is that, okay, this is complicated, but Vision or The Vision, as he's called, is made from like Ultron 5, right? but he's like a combination of the soul and brain waves of this man named Simon Williams who also shares the same brain waves as Wonder Man and somehow like the the original human torch's body and brain fits into the story too it's really freaking bizarre do you guys know what i'm talking about
0: yeah <laughs> i think that what they did is when ultron made vision he used wonder man to make him But there was like two human torches, and like it was based on his, his body, human torches body, but Wonder Man's mind or some shit.
1: It's weird, man. Well, didn't in like the MCU this like MCU version, it's it's basically Jarvis, like from Tony Stark. It's like his mind or like the Jarvis computer, like humanified or personified. I have no clue. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, just trying to remember. I think Banner says something like Vision is a combination of Jarvis uh tony stark and uh ultron Mm
2: -hmm. cool well if there's no other further notes let's do yes or nos in the same order that we started the pod in the past we've done a who can throw it to spoiler man sort of trivia and maybe we can do a really quick one of that so at the end of your yes or no i want you to answer this question okay the vision first appeared in the avengers issue number 57 uh, that was all the way back in 1968. PK, give us your yes or no, and then tell us how tall the vision is.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, definitely yes for me. Uh, I I've heard some stuff about like a lot of people giving this this kind of some crap on social media and like just saying how confusing it is and how different and weird it is. But it's like people gotta understand. There's gonna be 10 episodes, I believe. So like you gotta give it time and and it's a it's supposed to be a mystery so it's they're not just gonna give you all the answers this is like definitely the most complex thing we've seen in the MCU so far and I think it's a good way to kick off phase four and like the new era of Marvel and one thing we didn't talk about is I think there are a couple townsfolk characters that are gonna play a way bigger role in the show like Agnes i don't know who exactly she is but from the one trailer i did see like they showed her in like the real world so i think she's i think she might be like the main villain or one of the main villains of the show eventually but and then hmm. uh, the black lady that they put like in the Jeremy. magic trick at the end yeah she i believe she is monica rambo was like the little girl from captain marvel and she like ends up having superpowers and stuff so i'm not sure how big a role they she'll play like right away but i think she's gonna end up having a pretty big role in this show and so yes for both and uh i will say in the comics he's gonna be seven three (laughs) so yeah that's my guess
2: well brett give us your yes or no and your guess yeah
3: this is a definite yes for me um i really really dig this kind of stuff um even if you take all of the extra stuff tying it to the MCU with all the mystery and uh, which I dig don't get me wrong even if you took all that away I would still I'd watch this show I'd watch seasons of the show of Them in the 50s or Them in the 60s uh, I just I know it's like corny jokes and everything but it really really worked for me and um, I just really really like the performances and the cast and everything like that and uh, my Yes, for the trivia is eight foot three.
1: That's is this boy. a clo- is this a closest to type thing? Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm next, right? Yes. This is Corey. Uh, hard yes. I love this. Uh, Brett basically said everything I was about to say, but fuck the mystery box. Just give me this, and I'm good with it. Like every decade of random sitcoms. I'm looking forward to the Brady Bunch one. I saw the trailer. I know they're doing Brady Bunch. Uh, I'm very excited for that. But yeah, I'm just in for this. Like, it, it can just keep going this way. Never tell me, and I'll be fine. Like, I don't need to know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, I really like this a lot. Definite, definite yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 6 5.
2: Well, Paul Bettany, who plays Vision in this, is 6 3 in real life to Elizabeth Olsen's 5 6. And actually, the Vision is also six three in the comics so very realistic i don't remember
0: him ever being giant
2: brett how before Corey throws it to spoiler man how can people support spoilers
3: uh yeah you can support us by going to apple uh, itunes uh, leaving us a review that'd be really cool um we actually just started a patreon and uh it would be awesome if you could support us by becoming a patron Um, you could check us out follow us on uh, our social media we have uh, an IG Twitter uh, Facebook all stuff like that just and you can just support us just by listening Uh, those plays help us out a lot so um,
2: anything you could do to support us would be awesome patreon.com backslash spoilers podcast forward slash slash I think any sort of slash I think you could put any slash in there backslash won't work (laughs) 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 <laughs> you can search for spoilers on patreon and we are the one that has tara reed from big lebowski where she says i'll suck your blank
1: for a thousand dollars or
2: whatever pappy loves that gag
1: <laughs> before uh cory throws it to spoiler man i just wanted to say how good does it feel to be back talking about some marvel slash mcu this is how i started on the pod i became my first episode was guardians volume two if i was as well versus pappy i dropped the episode number but i don't know what episode it was but yeah it's good to be back talking about some superheroes and and especially this new style so can't wait to talk about it again
0: josh did we get your yes or no
1: oh man he doesn't even know the own format <laughs> that's that's true
2: forgot about myself i'm so humble i'll just go quickly yeah i'll give it a yes my only thing i was gonna say is mirroring Corey and brett and that i'm disappointed it's moving so quickly i feel like i would like the pacing of it being like the whole first season is in i love lucy and then the second season is bewitched i could live here for a while um they could still keep doing like little tiny clues and that's great I love the way you described it earlier Brett. But um yeah, I think that's the same like criticism I levied at Disney Plus's The Mandalorian, like just slow down a little bit. But hmm. that's it. Corey, you on trivia closest to the vision's yeah. height in the comics.
0: All right, here we go. Take it away, spoiler man.
2: <laughs> Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. <laughs> Why, for the flying saucers?
1: My husband and his indestructible head. That was Spoilers.